How much time till we're on? Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV, captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. World Gym Australia, train for the sport you play, building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. Yeah, why not? Let's kick it off with you two tonight. Welcome to Sports Day, Thursday night edition. Ah, oh, welcome to it. What a, It's been a massive week. I feel exhausted in sport this week. Cricket has just dominated, absolutely dominated. Uh, the news, of course, around what's happening with the Australian cricket team for the third test. And we find out yesterday that, that uh, Smith is going to open the batting and Cam Green is going to come in at uh, number four. Hey, Justin. Yeah, thanks for having me. I've got to interview him again. Let's see if he can get it right. Oh, it's been a massive week. Absolutely massive week. Great to have you on board. And, of course, now we're warming up for the Oz Open, which kicks off on Sunday. You can hear all of that on SEN. Um, welcome to the show, everyone, through the Super Radio Network. Great to have you on board. Uh, SEN stations, 1170. SENQ, 693am in Brisbane. Track stations in New South Wales and Queensland. SEN Fanatic, the SEN app, and all of our listeners through SENZ in New Zealand. Thanks to our partners, Kia, also World Gym and Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. Love you to get involved in the show tonight. 0457 736 736. I think I've got a couple of things you might want to sink your teeth into. We'll get into that shortly. Um, double eight double three if you're in New Zealand or 1300 01 1170 is our phone number Thank God Scott Sattler back on Monday night with me. He's getting better, folks. I just thought I'd give you an update. He's having hydrolytes. Now, apparently he's he's um, he's lost fluids or he's dehydrated. And I said, well, let's go to the pub tonight. We'll get you hydrated. No, he's having hydrolytes. So uh, Satsy back on, on Monday night on the show tonight. Uh, part of the SEN team, Andrew McCulloch, the former Bronco Dragon and part-time night. Uh, will be joining us. Got a bit of footy news around today. And an old Broncos player was spotted at training. I'll put that question to Mac. So I know he was around there today. Well, he hangs around the coffee shop at Broncos. So let's find out if the stories going around are true. Bulldogs prop Max King. Sats and I had a chat to him. Uh, what a great young kid. And I think Sats's relationship goes back a long way, particularly with his old man, uh, Max King will be joining us uh, on the show. Simon Orchard, uh, Greyhound Racing News. Well, he's back and he's got some tips for you as well. Uh, remember, you win some, you lose some. And SCN's Brett Phillips, host of the first serve. You'll also see him on Channel 9 during the Oz Open uh, with a, an Oz Open update for us as well um, with some big news out because the draw's out. So we'll focus on that. A uh, bit of a mixed bag for Alex Demonor in the first round. He'll, he'll face a... Uh, former number three ranking in the world, but I think it gets a bit easier after that. So we'll have a chat to, to BP about that. Don't forget. Oh, hang on. Steve from Dubbo is saying, it's been a good week, fellas. Let's dig deep and bring these last two hours home. What? what, what? Steve, you're not Wayne Bennett. 
You're not having a chat to us before we run out onto the field. We've got this, buddy. We've got it. <laughs> you want to get involved, do so. Uh, 0457 736 736. Here's one off the top tonight. And it's a, it's, it's a, a debate we have in the Sports Day office every single day. And like everyone who talks on the job site, at work, amongst family, around the barbecue, wherever, it's the top eight. And, you know, we've got 12 people, 12 teams making the top eight at the moment. But I want to find out tonight, which NRL team is your surprise packet for 2024? I'll ask Macca this as well. I agree with Sats on this. I think it's the Titans. I think they're due. And I think with Desi being there in the first year, we know Desi works miracles at footy clubs. And having I've been in there for meetings and seen the change around the club. I think um, I think they'll be heading in the right direction. Again, their biggest, their biggest hurdle is keeping everyone healthy. I don't know if they have the greatest depth that other teams have. But if they can stay healthy, I think the Titans will be the team that'll be the surprise package this year. They'll definitely make top eight, perhaps top six. Who's yours? There's a lot of talk. I don't know. Alex talked about it last night. There's a lot of talk around the Dolphins. I mean, their recruiting has been unbelievable. Maybe this year they got the depth to cover losses. The Bromwich brothers aren't getting any younger, of course. Jared Wallace, what's he in his 60s? Playing for the Dolphins, AJ Wall. Uh, but who, like, maybe this year they've got a bit of depth with Flegler, Farnworth, Jake Avarillo coming to the club. Who is your surprise packet for this season? One team. Send us a text, 0457 736 736 in New Zealand, 8833 or 1300 01. 11.70. Yes, the last laugh will be back Monday. It's a part of um, it's a part of Sats's agreement that he works here, that he actually gets to um, to do the last, conduct the last laugh as a part of his um, a part of his agreement. So yeah, it will be back, Steve. I know it's disappointing. Peter's been on the text nice and early. Hi guys, have you seen the civil unrest in PNG? Surely this puts a pen through an NRL team being located there. Let's pursue safer lo local options like Perth. I haven't seen it, mate, no, to be honest. So I'm taking your word on it. Um, if PNG gets the 18th licence, they'll be based in Cairns, I think, for the first few years. I really do. I think, yeah, they'll be based out of Cairns. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about that. Are you sure Sats will be fit for Monday? A broken eyelash is pretty severe. And Steve's also said Titans top six. That's gold. Well, Steve, your Eels probably won't even be in the top eight. That's one of the clubs I think that may even slip out of the eight, along with the Raiders. So, don't, mate, <laughs> you've got nothing to be cocky about. Seriously. Um, 0457 736 736. Which team is your surprise packet for 2024? Some news around uh, Cam Bancroft's manager, Ben Tippett, spoke on SEN last night about how Cam Bancroft is feeling about his, um, his non-selection. It's a tough one, isn't it? It's sort of, obviously, he found out yesterday and um, he'd get a phone call, which was 
always always much better to find out directly from the selectors. Um, and I guess you've just gone through a whole range of emotions, like with any disappointment. To be yesterday, really, really upset, and um, uh, you know, as you are disappointed, I guess is probably more the the feeling. And then today, um, you know, you're a little bit more angry about it and, and all of that stuff. But um, I guess he, he's such a positive bloke with everything he's been through. Um, when I spoke to him about an hour and a half ago, he was back in the net hitting and just trying to put it all behind him and get back to playing cricket. I mean, what else can he do? You know, like, he's, he's got no other choice. It, ju- it just concerns me that form in Sheffield Shield really doesn't have much of a bearing on whether you play test cricket. And I know we've gone all over it and we've just got to get on with it and accept the, the decision of the selectors, but what's the point? He's been the leading batsman for the last two years in Sheffield Shield cricket and he doesn't get a crack. So just continue fighting away, Cam Bancroft. The, the interesting thing, though, I found out of all this and, and didn't have time to cover it last night because I was only on for a short time, was Tippett also revealed that Planet Pat also gave Cam Bancroft a call as well. It was actually good. Pat Cummins even called Camps and, and just made sure that he he knew that there was no issue from the players. So I, I can say and, and I truly believe that none of the guys have any issue there. And, um, yeah, that's, that's something we've had sort of time to address and, and ask the question about numerous times and, and always said that there's nothing there. So I, I do believe George on that one. Yeah, rightio. So not often the skipper will ring a, ring a player who's missed out on selection. So well done to uh, Paddy Cummins for giving um, uh, Bancroft a call. Um, I don't think they're trying to hide anything. I don't think, I don't think he is. I think, I think, what, and again, I'm not the biggest fan of Pat Cummins either, but I think he has read the room and he has heard what the public has been saying. Um, then, and, and there's been a lot of talk around, you know, he's been blacklisted, blah, 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 blah. I think he just wanted to give him a call and say, mate, it's not the case. But on this on this occasion, we want Smithy to open and we want Cam Green because we, we, we know how they're going. So I, I, I think it is a simple case of that. The conspiracy theorist in me says he's hiding something, but it's uh, I don't think that's uh, there at all. Hey, rugby league news today. The Dragons can't catch a break. Reportedly set to cut new recruit Ronald Volkman, you know, the, the kid who played five games for the Warriors. Um, he had a medical exam. And, and I'll talk to Macra about this as well, but apparently he needs shoulder surgery. So he failed the medical. So they've lost uh, a player in the halves. So Ronald Volkman won't be playing for the Dragons this year. He's been released and he needs some surgery on that, on that shoulder of his. Dragons fans, what is going on? What is happening here? Who have you recruited this year? I know Dragons fans like to jump in and go, well, we've got such a... Who, who have you actually got for 2024? 0457 736 736. Surprise packet will be the West Tigers fans. Oh, not a team. Oh, I like this. We could probably branch this out, yes. Surprise packet will be the West Tigers fans 10 rounds in and they'll be saying same crap, different people. That's from Canara Cowboy. So... What Canara Cowboys say, you can write, what, the West Tigers off after round 10 before, before Magic Round? Hmm, interesting. He also says Planet Pat 
was not calling him directly, was telemarketing the latest and greatest woke thing and happened to dial Cam's number. Oh, come on. Come on. NRL surprise packet. Surprise packet will be the West. Oh, I've just read that one out. Arvo, oh, I reckon Canterbury can win big games, but will be inconsistent. He's hoping. Ricard's Rory from Bitter, Bitter Dubba. Bitter, uh, I think that's it, right? Thank you, Rory. Um, so, Rory, are you saying there, if I read this, uh, you just think it'll be the same thing? Are they going to improve? Are they going to be the surprise packet? Or it's just going to be the same old, same old? Surprise packet will be the Dolphins to make the top four, but I'm not biased. That's from Stepper at Redcliffe, yeah. You know what? It's it's interesting with um, it's inst- interesting with the Dolphins. Daddy and I were talking about this off the air today, and whilst they've recruited well, I don't know who who do to make the top eight is going to be hard. There's two teams outside the top eight, and I am going to be biased. One of them, South Sydney, they should make the eight. They shouldn't have any excuses. They should be in the eight for 2024. And I think the Cowboys will hit back and make the eight in 2024. That means two teams need to come out. One thinks it might be the Raiders, and the other one thinks it could be, I don't know, the Eels. I, I don't know who comes out. Who drops out? So if the Dolphins make the eight, three teams have to drop out of the eight from 2023. It is hard. It is really hard. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is uh, our number. Mike. From Brisbane on the line. Okay, Mike, how are you, mate? I'm back again, Justin. Happy New Year. Same to you, mate. How was Um, your New Year's? Good? Yes, but, you know, that New Year's resolution, I wanted for people to come right up to the uh, white line on the the lights. Hasn't happened. They're still five (laughs) metres back. Well, no. Okay, so my daughters, they're on their L's, so they're, they're, they're taking their... They've gotten some lessons, and, and then, God forbid, my wife and I have to take them out the rest of the time. That's the problem of having twins, right? So they've both got to clock up 100 hours each. In their driving test, Mike, their their instructor has said, you've got to be able to see the white line, not pull up to it. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um, is, that not, is that not true? Because every time I pull up to the white line, they tell me off. Well, I got told that it's so you don't get pile-driven into the intersection. But, yeah, I don't know. In the city? Um, anyway, there's bigger fish to fry. Uh, which team is yeah. going to be the surprise Cow- packet? I am a Cowboys supporter, but when you've got some forwards that played last year that won't be playing this year, I think it... Not, I mean, regularly, I think it says something. So I don't think it's a surprise. Though. Um... I've got a theory about Cam, the Cam Bancroft thing, but it's a bit out there. Um, like, why suddenly does Smith come to open it? Is that like, doesn't that just automatically block Cam Bancroft out of the picture? I thought he was kidding when he started talking about opening. I thought he was just, you know, he's a bit of a jester. But you know what I think it I is, know Mike. That's a bit out there. I think he's bored. Sorry? I think he's bored and needs a new challenge. Mm. I, I don't think I don't think it's got anything to do with Cam Bancroft. They could have still picked Cam ba- Bancroft to bat at four, right? But let, oh, 
And mm. I, 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 just hear me out. I, I think Steve Smith is, yeah. bo- is bored and wants a new challenge. I think it comes down simply to that. Mate, don't worry. I love conspiracy theories as, the next, as much as the next bloke. But I, I just, mm. I, I, don't, I don't mind Smudge opening the batting. I've no issue with that. My issue is having Cam mm. Green, another order, all-rounder, batting a four. And the bigger picture is two all-rounders in the top six. If we're two for bugger all, which is not going to happen against the Wiggies, let's be, let's be serious. If we're two for bugger all, are you happy with Cam Green walking out to the middle? No. And no. that's what it comes down to. Yeah. That's Can what concerns me. Quick one? Yeah, mate, very quickly. Uh, yeah. Tom Curran's knee was up from sidestepping the umpire. And um, <laughs> would it cheer up uh, Sats if we um, had a couple of laughs from Revenge of the Nerds? Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's random. That's very random. He'll be back no, next No, no, it's not. Oh, it's not. Sats will know. Oh, will he? All right. He's probably yeah, listening, yeah, taking sure. notes anyway. Okay. All right, Cheers, mate. mate. Nice, to, nice to hear from you, Mike. See you, mate. There you go. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy is our number. Look, I'm giving up on the conspiracy theory. It is what it is. Smith's opening. That's where it is, right? And I think Smith will go well as an opener. That bloke can bat anywhere. But I'm just concerned about having two all-rounders playing international cricket. And look, it's not going to matter against the Windies. Let's be honest, right? It's not going to matter. But having two all-rounders in the top six, perhaps going into an Indian series later this year, that concerns me. It really does concern me. 0457 736 736. Simon's been on the text. Simon from Balgowney. Good to hear from you, Simon. I have Manly and Souths plus Parramatta in the eight. Knights and Sharks and Raiders out of the eight. The Knights out of the eight. The Sharks out of the eight. Simon, are you still celebrating Christmas and New Year's? What's going on there? Steve reckons power are locked for the eight. Woogs, you're a flog. No, thank you for that. Um, Rightio. I, I, I can't believe that. I can't believe I've seen that text. Uh, what else have I got to mention before I go to a break? Manly star Tom Travojevic has declared himself fully fit and ready for round one in Las Vegas. Now, seriously, which player at any club is going to say, I'm not fully fit and ready for Las Vegas. Like me, I'm fu- Souths, I'm fully fit and ready for round one in Las Vegas as well. Daddy, Daddy Vass has come creepingly into the studio. Yes, mate. Just off the back of that, uh, news from Tommy, I think that the Seagulls are the surprise package. So they're yours? Yep. Okay. I think just looking at the 2023 ladder, Definitely Sharks will drop out and the Raiders. Okay. So top four, Panthers, Broncos, Storm, Warriors. Bottom half, Knights, Sharks, Roosters, Raiders. That's last year. Right. Listeners? Okay. Bunnies go in, Cowboys go in. I agree with you on that one. Titans come ninth. Dolphins, tenth. Right, okay. All right. Are you running through the entire premiership? <laughs> Are you like, like the entire? I'm just. I just want who's going to be your big manly improver. Manly with the addition of Luke Brooks. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. I've got to go to a break before I do. Uh, John O from the Gold Coast has dropped a text. Looking forward to Sats coming back talking footy and not crap like you do. 
need butter if you're having peanut butter. I'm talking crap. What, what, you're talking about butter if you're having peanut butter. No. I don't know where that's come from. Just up on the crunchy. Away you go. All right. Also, Max King's grandfather is the famous Johnny King who scored five tries. Uh, sorry, scored tries in five consecutive grand final wins by the Dragons. Just hang in there, Jono. Sats will be back Monday. We're just trying our hardest. Sports Day. Got to go to a break. When I come back, Andrew McCulloch joins me to talk footy here on Sports Day. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. World Gym Australia, improving lives through fitness. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to Sports Day. Time to get into our turn-back time segment. What better way to do it than with a 300 NRL game veteran for BASF Termidor and Trelona, Australia's most trusted termite solution. Now, Carly, uh, Yasmin, he, he gave you a nice little uh, rap there about, you know, through the ups and downs through the entire 300 matches. Can you tell us a little bit? We, we know this bloke is a footballer, but can you tell us a little bit about him as a man as well? He's a bit of a rat bag, but um, <laughs> other than that, no, he's a very hard worker and... He definitely puts in a lot behind the scenes. That Carly happens to be Carly McCulloch and Andrew McCulloch. Macca joining us on Sports Day. Ratbag. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Jason, for having me on. Yeah, Ratbag. So take it as you want. But, yeah, uh, obviously very hardworking, good man behind the scenes as well, she also said. So don't just bring yeah, up that part. Thank you. Yeah, we don't actually pay attention to that, uh, Macca. So... Quickly, before we get into the serious stuff of uh, rugby league, get this guy. mate, um, your driver, that Scott Sattler, smashed to pieces uh, when we played golf about three or four weeks ago. Uh, mate, has he paid for it to be fixed yet? Just uh, please inform our no, listeners. No, he certainly hasn't, mate. He was obviously losing on a game of golf. And That's right. Like you spoke about on the segment, actually driving the green and putting for an eagle, and he got a little bit dirty after that. So he wasn't, you know, it's his home course, and I really took advantage of the small course that it was. So, look, <laughs> I've invoiced him, but no, he's gone underground hiding, um, Scotty Sattler. So it's, uh, we hopefully hear from him soon, and it'll be nice to get a nice little present on my doorstep very shortly. Mate, the most upsetting thing about our golf day was the fact that he didn't try to break my driver. You know, I, I, I was, well, a, I was yeah. a threat. What's going on there? Mate, your, very, your percentage of hitting the fairways is very strong. So you, what we'd call that is a layup with a driver, and then obviously <laughs> I went for it. So we, we worked well, and we got the cash, mate. That's all that matters. And it didn't matter which fairway, by the way. Hey, early in the week, Kevy Walters indicated that Selwyn Cobbo will have first crack at Herbie Farnworth centre position. Here's what uh, Kevy had to say about uh, Cobbo. That's the plan, to, uh, to move you in that, into that role. Um, he's sort of probably a bit more natural there in the centres than, than on the wing. And um, So far, he's been really good there. I guess we'll find out more when we start playing and start having to make tackles and do all those things that uh, the great centres do. How's he, how's he looking, Kevy? Like, he's still a young lad. Like, how's, yeah. his, how's his fitness? And no, he's, well, he's, again, he's still only young, Selwyn, so I'm um, still... Maturing in that space with his uh, fitness levels and his strength, they'll get better as the year goes on. But his footy IQ is very good, very intelligent player, which is uh, you need to be playing those centre roles, particularly defensively. I, I feel that's where he's 
going to be a good asset for us with the way he reads the, the, the attack. Um, I, when I heard this, and I, and I know some Broncos supporters, when they heard this as well, they're going, oh, is he the right man to play in the centres? I mean, attacking-wise, he'll be brilliant as long as he gets plenty of early ball. But there are some question marks over him defensively. What do you think, Macca? Yeah, well, like Kevy said, I think only time will tell when he gets into a bit of games and he's a young guy. But, yeah, there will be some trial and error in regards to, um, you know, defensively. Attacking wide play actually suits him a lot better in terms of, like Kevy said, his fitness is probably not um, his, his strong suit. Obviously, he's a big, powerful thing. And naturally, it's just not probably his style of the, <laughs> the conditioning style of things. So, Senna actually probably helps him in that sense where he doesn't have to go back and collect the kicks and do a lot more running. So I feel like that'll actually really help him and benefit the team. And, and he's a and he's a big um, and he's a big body as well. So um, certainly a good aspect. They have actually filled the void that Herbie's left there now. Uh, are, you, are the Bronx robbing Peter to pay Paul by taking him off the wing and putting him in the centres? Are they what? Sorry. Are they robbing Peter to pay play Paul to pay Paul? That mean are they are they sacrificing him as a winger where he's very good? to try and just fill a hole in the centres, wouldn't they just be better off keeping him on the wing and finding another centre? Yeah. Yeah, no, so I just, we might come back. They might feel also that their wings, uh, you know, comes back to obviously the team balance. If you look at Jesse Arthurs and Corey Oates as well. So they've got some key players that actually can play wing and fill that void. So I might just come back to balance of, uh, you know, the team, what they think is the best suited for everyone to try and get your best team on the park. And obviously... Dean Marin is a young guy as well who played a bit of footy as well. So it's obviously competition for spots and that's what you need. And it's probably a good um, problem for Kevy to have, actually, that they can swap these guys in and out or even leave quality players out of the team. Like last year, I'd see missed a fair bit of footy due to not playing and Jesse took his opportunity. So never know what's around the corner. But, you know, obviously, Salman's going to make some things wrong, but you can't make anything wrong unless you give it a go as well. So you can kind of see where Kevy's coming from. Rightio, um, did you see the news around today that uh, Tavita Pangai Jr. was spotted at Brisbane training? He wasn't training. He was just leaning on the fence and, and watching like uh, like all spectators. Um, do th- I don't know what you know. Is there a desire from um, Tavita Panga Jr. to get back to rugby league? No, not at all. I actually seen, um, funny you say that, I actually saw Tavita there at the coffee shop just before training. I was over there um, doing a bit of stuff and he came over and, he was with his boxing coach. He still mates with a lot of those sort of guys within the team, Payne and Paddy and a few of those guys that he was at the Broncos with. So he's still involved. It's probably a game where he still enjoys watching him and, and seeing, obviously, his mates do well in the conditioning and different side of things like that. So, no, I wouldn't read too much into it. I just think it's one of those things, you a bit of time, you get to go down and see your mates at training and, and that way you can do still, you know, get to see them a, bit, a fair bit away from, obviously, boxing. Yeah, right. Okay, so no desire to go back to rugby league, in your opinion? No, nah, no desire. I feel like he's he's done now. He's got a new goal, and you know that'll take time. And it's a big step, but good on him. It takes a lot of courage to to do that. So you got to you know commend that. You got to actually congratulate the guy on being able to take a big step when a lot of other people wouldn't. And just take the cash. Uh, just uh, on that training session, Jesus, how good does Payne Ass look? Mate, the thing is. It's just, it's just normal. That's a, it's a, and it's a weird, weird thing to say. It's just normal. So I don't, you know, people say, oh, well, yeah, it is well, but it's just the same. It's normal. It's just what it is. So it's, 
There's nothing out of the box and extraordinary. You just if you see it, you just end up getting used to it, which is the crazy thing. Why do some people get blessed <laughs> with a body like that? Oh, mate, I hate those blokes. Big guy <laughs> like that, fit as anything, just you know, win another um, player of the year trophy as well. So he's absolutely killing it. But yeah, it all comes back to his fitness. He's, yeah, it's pretty. It's quite a sight to see actually. And he's still a pup as well. Rightio, let's get um, uh, oh Jesse Arthur sprained his ankle today. We'll be racing the clock for the yeah. preseason challenge match against the Cowboys. Um, in Mackay, anything yeah. bad with that? No, I wouldn't think so. I think obviously precautionary, but you've got to be a bit make sure it's long year, so making sure you do the right things. And yeah, like Jesse had a breakout year, got into that grand final spot. So you know, other guys now have, might have a little bit of an opportunity to state their case or let know, Kevin know how well they've been, you know, obviously training and put their best foot forward for the year. Rightio, let's move over to the West Tigers. They've been the most active uh, in the off-season and in a good way um, on and off the field. Uh, changes made by Fulton uh, with him going uh, and Luai coming in 2025. Let's just concentrate on 2024. Where do you think the West Tigers may end up this year with Benji at the helm? My thoughts, uh, he's an untried coach and I wish him the best because I think I think they need some luck, the West Tigers, not just to be able to play well, but they do need some luck. I still have them in the bottom three um, as they build to 2025. Where do you see them landing at the end of this season? Yeah, like you touched about a fair bit going on, obviously not just on the field, but off the field. And I, I really like it, actually. I really like the, the aggressiveness and the, the, the approach to actually trying to turn and change things. Really. You can't do that in this sort of day, day and age of football as you sort of sit on your hands and not do anything. So I really like what the whole Benji concept is going out. He's trying to get some big key players and he's landed a big, big fish as well on the field and obviously making some changes in the background, which they certainly needed to do. Obviously, results show that. So, yeah, I love what he's doing. And like you said, I played with Benji. I know the style. There'll be plenty of attacking style of footy and I do hope he does really well. I see him probably up around the 11th mark. Right. I just think there's plenty of improvement there. I just think... There's some young halves coming on the board. I just think, uh, sorry, I just think Benji will allow them to play with a bit of freedom and back themselves, and that's what you want to see. And I just feel like there's got to be a t- t- turn the corner surely for the, certainly the West Tigers fans. Hey, uh, so, yeah, I, I, I look. I'd like to see him go better. I really do. And and Benji, um, it's going to be a challenge for him though, isn't it, to, to coach week in and week out and, yeah. and and battle the highs and the lows. Um, not with his own foot, not just with his own football department, but with his players. You know, it's going to be something. Well, this coaching thing's not easy. Well, I absolutely love the approach. When you think about it, he had it set like the challenge and how passionate he must be at, at wanting to coach and to get that team turned around. You look at he had a pretty cruisy job, a good lifestyle, obviously in terms of media, community, yeah, yeah, show and Fox. He had a lot of things going for him to give up that. Yeah, and to take a passion and trying to turn a club that he played for for so long and try and get him right on the track and, like you said, go through the ups and downs and the criticism and you know all those sort of things that come with a first grade coach. You really got to sit back and go, good on you, mate. He's, he's had a crack at this and he he really really wants to make it work. And I just love the approach that he's trying to do. So I just wish him all the best. Hey, um, quickly, the Raiders announced a good signing today, Zach Hosking, on a three year deal, effective immediately. Just they need any more forwards at uh, the Raiders? Well, it seems to be working a little bit for them with stick down there and Raiders. You know, you talk about 
forward to winning games of football and everyone's sort of written them off the last couple of years and they've just been that gritty, nagging sort of team and you know, they've been there. Obviously, they lost Jack White. Now, he's a big loss. He's going to your bunnies. But they just seem to hang in there. They fight for him. You know, he's obviously trained them hard enough. But certainly, they're always a tough challenge. You don't know the, the toughest things. You don't know what sort of canvas side's going to turn up. They turn up with plenty of passion. And obviously, Sticky's very good at being able to manipulate his players of them versus the world type of sort of thing mm. down in Canberra, which I love. It builds, uh, I guess, the... Uh, theatre of rugby league and you don't want to be playing Canberra down there mid-July certainly with um, when Ricky's got him fired up. Yeah mate I've been down there on the sideline commentating uh, in mid-July listening to Ricky's wonderful language the use of the English language uh, and also sitting well, there with, with like a bucket of ice sitting next to me the whole game on the ground not even defrosting. Well, I got beaten 56 nil there one Monday night when Monday night football was a thing, Jason. So you can imagine how nice oh. night that was in Canberra. <laughs> Would have been about minus three so, or four, I reckon, Macca. Yeah, well, we had a good night after that and we went on a 10-game winning streak. So it probably was the result <laughs> we needed. Right, mate. Last thing we got to do before we go to the break because we're, we're asking our listeners tonight on 0457 736 736. Andrew McCulloch, uh, we're asking our listeners and yourself what team will be the surprise packet, or which team will be the surprise packet of 2024? What's yours? Mate, I, I, I don't know if it's... As, I guess it is a little surprise, but the way they finished last year, I just think the Knights can um, build on last year. I just think their team's more set. They've got, you know, obviously, Jaden Bradley coming back in the team, and Kalen's obviously had another strong year, but he'll be once again there, and they've recruited really well. Obviously, they lost... Dom Young, but they got some good young Pommy uh, backs out there that have come on and they can fill that void. I just think they're a settled team. I think they can really go up up a level next year. And I think if they don't make the top four, it'll be very disappointing. just think they've got a team that's a little bit more experienced now. Safiti Boy's another year experience. Bradman Best had his best year yet. So How good was he? You'd like to see it. He was outstanding. Those guys were pretty reasonably still young within the terms of the competition. So I feel actually they're a competition of um, NRL experience. Those guys can certainly get there and a couple of um, players actually going for positions. I think Phoenix Cross on that a really, really great year covering for Jaden Braley as well. So I do feel like if there's the year, it's going to be this year for the Knights. All right, Mac up. Andrew McCulloch, uh, it's nice to turn back time with you tonight. Um, what, are you, what are you up to? What are you doing? Are you just playing? Uh, well, while I rang you this morning, you're, you're sipping lattes with a mate. It, that's kind of your daily routine at the moment, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's just called networking, just checking in on people, making sure everyone's all right. And those, you build those relationships up, up Jason. So that's oh, what I'm all about, mate. Just, you don't need to rush back into the year too quickly. There's plenty of months left. Mate, you don't even rush during the year. What are you talking about? Jesus. <laughs> Andrew McCulloch, uh, thanks for talking rugby league with us tonight, mate, on Sports Day. Uh, all the best. Cheers, mate. Appreciate you having me on. Thank no you. No worries. Andrew McCulloch there. Stop termites in their tracks with Australia's most trusted Termite Solutions, BASF, Termidor and Trelona. This is Sports State. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports State. Yes, good to have you back. Sports Day, Thursday night edition. Jason Matthews here. Australian Open starts Sunday. Does it actually normally start on a Sunday? Am I missing something? BP, Brett Phillips, our tennis experts from the first serve and also Channel 9. BP, does 
Does the Open normally start on a Sunday or is it normally a Monday? No, that's historic, uh, Jake. First time. <clears throat> First time so. ever on a Sunday. So we'll join those uh, crazy French who start their <laughs> tournament on a Sunday, the French Open, and we'll see if the other slams uh, potentially follow. I know John McEnroe's had a, a big whack at uh, Tennis Australia. as a bit of a, a cash grab. And look, I mean, when you're running the tournament, uh, you're looking to make as much money as you possibly can. They're all separate entities, the Grand Slams. I think there's a big call, though, for the Grand Slams to put a lot more money back into the pockets of the players uh, through the ecosystem. They make the most money, and uh, a Sunday start will boost the coffers uh, in an extraordinary fashion. How? Because How it, does it, makes it? Sense. it does make sense. Well, because well, more people are going to come. Right. More people are going to get there. Yeah, right, I mean, okay. it just makes sense to start on a Sunday. Yeah, um, right. We should... There's all sport probably starting on a weekend, shouldn't we? I think. You know, well, well, people can get there and talk to Adelaide about the uh, first test to get it against the exactly. Wendy's starting on a Wednesday. Right. Hey, so does that mean the men's final will be on a Saturday night, or will they stretch that to the Sunday night like it normally is? No, the, the only thing that changes is the first round right. is across three days, like the French do. So Sunday, Monday, Tuesday is the, the first round matches, and then we just follow the same format all the way through to the men's final on Sunday night. Uh, the 28th. Okay, beauty. See, it wasn't a dumb question. I thought it may have been, but thank you, BP. Um, the the draw out today, um, our Aussies, uh, how did they fare? And in particular, I want to look at our best chance with the men's BP, Alex Demonor. Did he fare well? I know he's got a former world number three in the first round, doesn't he? Yeah, big Milos Randic, who made a Wimbledon uh, final, uh, got to yeah, world number three, big guy. You stand behind Milos and you feel like um, an, an absolute midget, to be totally honest. Uh, big carbs. Uh, he was he was good there for a while, while the body stayed together, and then it's broken down the last few years. So he's using a protected ranking because he's missed quite a bit of tennis to get him into the draw. Uh, but he's dangerous. If he can serve well, he's tough to break. Uh, but Demonor is such a good returner now. He'll dig in. I think he'll win those grand battles. And then round two, possibly Matteo Almaldi is an Italian, ranked about 40. He's jumped 90 spots this year in the rankings. Possibly round three, Nicholas Jarry, the Chilean, who's 18 in the world, who Demonor beat at the US Open last year. Andre Rublev, possibly fourth round, who's been a perennial quarterfinalist at the Slams, top 10 player. Uh, Yannick Sinner, potential quarterfinal there on that side of the draw. He's on the same side of the draw as Djokovic as a potential semi. And then if he's good enough to make it all the way through, well, he'll fancy his chances, Jase, surely, of beating Carlos Elkarez after the exhibition <laughs> win on yes. Rod Laver uh, last night. I don't think Carlos was at his absolute best. Uh, he was spraying a few balls, and I think he'll tighten up come the main draw. But take nothing away from Alex. He's seeing it well. He feels confident. Four top 10 scalps in January. The last 18 months, he's beaten high-calibre players. So he's, he's just feeling good, and hopefully that can transition into uh, the main draw. Our women have got some tough matchups, uh, no doubt. Um, it's going to be tough for the five, I think, to really progress. I mean, Taylor Preston's got Alina Svitolina, you know, former world number three. What will be interesting, Isla Tomjanovic on the comeback trail, yeah. taking on Petra Martic of Croatia. Now, she could very well play Yelena Ostapenko, got through to the semis in Adelaide today in the second round. 2021, they had a big Barney on court 18 at Wimbledon when Yelena went off court for about a 15-minute toilet break that turned into apparently a bit of physio in the change rooms. And uh, Isla was uh, non, um, was very disappointed about that. And they had a war of words. So we're hoping for take two at the like, Australian Open. That'd I, be nice. 
I get in trouble at home too when I take a 15-minute toilet break too, mate. I don't, I don't uh, suggest you do it. Do it very quickly. We've got to go to a break. Uh, but Aussie Darius yeah. Saville or Seville is uh, dropped the first mm-hmm. set against Julin, but she's come back and taken yep. the second six-one. Yeah, off to a third. Hopefully, Dasher can prevail there, get through to the semis. Chris O'Connell lost his quarterfinal in Adelaide today. They were the two Aussies mainly featuring in tour action. And John Millman's on court at the moment, trying to get through to the third round of qualifying. Is a set down. Priscilla Hon, Dane Sweeney, Queenslander, Destiny Iova, Maya Joint, the 17-year-old, Omar Jaseka, Storm Hunter, are the Aussies through tomorrow to the final round of qualifying. So... Hopefully we can slide a few more Aussies uh, into the draw. Brett Phillips, host of the first serve. Um, uh, you'll see him in action on nine as well throughout the Australian Open. Thanks for your time on Sports Day. We look forward to the action starting Sunday, and you can hear it on SCN as well. Thanks, BP. Thank you, Jace. There you go. Brett Phillips joining us on Sports Day. Break time. Some of your texts next. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. Boys Welcome back to the show. Some of our stations will be leaving us uh, for the Big Bash. Very shortly, the Hurricanes versus the Strikers at Blunston Arena. In Hobart, Strikers have won the bat flip and they've elected to field first. On the text, lots coming through. Thank you for them. Um, 0457 736 736. Jeez, I tell you what, what's his name? Man boobs. He's so angry. Calm down, man boobs. Uh, Woogie, I think Manly will be a force, even if Turbo goes down. Um, Cooler can go to fullback. Neil from Quaker City. Yeah, he's any player. Sats is a big rapper on him as well. I don't know. If you lose your best player... Hard to come back. Hard to come back. Uh, Mary Jane says the Titans don't have the hooker. Well, Sam Verrills is pretty handy in halves. So my surprise packet is the Dolphins with their signings. Thank you, Mary Jane. Yeah, oh, They're going to get better. Absolutely. Simon says go the Sharkies. Good luck on your top eight. Bit of fun. Who knows how to play out? Cheers, the Budster. Uh, Damo, Dolphins make eight. Watch Luai play games against the Broncos in his rookie year. Tore them apart. Come off the bench. This is Sports Day. More in a moment. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. I've heard people say that... Why not start the second hour with a bit of Barry? Too much of anything is not good for you, baby. <laughs> but we dedicate that to Daddy Vass, who had a deep voice. About a week or so ago when he came back. Now he's back to his squeaky voice. Good to have you back, Daddy Vass. Uh, 0457 736 736. If you want to send us a text tonight on the show. Um, we're asking you the big questions tonight on Sports Day. Who is or which NRL team is your surprise packet? 
for 2024. We're getting lots of texts on this. Damo, Dolphins make H. Oh, he's already read that one out. Sorry, uh, Damo. Uh, guys, I'm going the Bulldogs. Surprise packet of 2024, maybe eighth or seventh. Feeling mudgy. Had a few for the for the doggies. Uh, Evening, Woogie. I think the Dolphins top eight, but glory, glory to South Sydney. And Sattler should hand over the last laugh to either Daddy Vass or Glenn. Love your show, Michael from the Gold Coast. Glenn, I loved your text until that last suggestion. Still, uh, Michael, sorry. Still love you, but uh, I, ca- I can't hand it over to either of those two. In fact, who would be better at telling the last laugh, Daddy Vass or Glenn? Um, this is Pete from Maryland, listening through the Super Radio Network. Good on you, Pete. Uh, Jason, my surprise is Manly top four, Brooks, Cherry Evans, Crocker, all can kick 40-20s. Turbo Tom, back there, big chance. Yeah, I guess the key is, though, is, is the fitness of DCE and Tom Travojevic, isn't it? Um, all seriousness, Woogie. Oh, this is from Canara Cowboy. All seriousness, Woogie, I've got a business trip to Brisbane in a couple of weeks, eating at Sono, Japanese restaurant. Thumbs up or down? Mate, I don't go to fancy restaurants. That's if that is a fancy restaurant. I, I actually don't know. But um, give it a go, mate. Give it a go. Uh, Iron Light says Smudge had to get his wife's permission, approval, to be the test opener. That's the rumour. I see that's a bit of a tongue-in-cheek comment, maybe headed towards Dave Warner. What about Dave Warner? I was going to mention this in our BBL update, which is coming up shortly. Is it the game, the Sydney smash tomorrow night, where he's named in the 17-man squad, by the way? Is that the one where he's taken the uh, the uh, the chopper from his brother's wedding to go to that game? Is that the game tomorrow night? And where does he land the bloody thing? Where does he put it? I don't know. Um one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. If you want to give us a call, Glenn. Hello. Hello, Justin. How are you, buddy? Good to see you here for the whole show tonight, mate. Well, you Fantastic. do realise I was working last night. I didn't go home early. I didn't, he- I didn't hear or see you on the TV, mate. But anyway, doesn't matter, what? mate. Because I've de- I've decided tonight my ratings boosting segment right. should be theme based on a challenge between your listener and my hundreds of thousands of followers with a prize available to one or more people who are able to answer the following. On which show are we repeatedly thinking, turn the machine off, Ridge? And another show constantly hearing, it's not your dog, Hasty. <laughs> so listeners, if you're thinking oh, bold oh. and beautiful and neighbours, call in now because you'll be uh. successful recipients of my Nobel Prize winning book, The Wonderful Life and Times of Waratah West Wackety Rabbitoh legend, Glennie. Right, it's a bulging thank baby. You. Yeah, all right. No. Good, good night. Moving right, away right. about the start. You all know right. the rest. What's happened? What has it gotten to? Roland from Penrith, can you can you bring some sensibility back to the show, please, mate? Mate, Justin, I'll do the best I can, brother. <laughs> Happy New Year to start yes, with. Same to you. Um, mate, that um, I was having a chat with your producer before I came on air. I've actually rung... Well, let me declare a couple of things. One, I'm a Bulldog supporter, and that text that said Bulldogs in the top eight, as much as I love the dogs, no chance in the world. We'll finish somewhere in the top in the bot, in the the top of the bottom eight if we're lucky. Um, I think we still have a fair bit to go, but if I'm proven wrong, so be it. But I, I won't put us in that top eight under any circumstances. Aren't you due, though, um, with the I, cattle? Aren't you due, though, with the cattle you've got at the Bulldogs? You've got a good mate, team on are, paper. 
mate, on paper, we're a great team. And you've got a great I coach. Yeah, it's a matter of gelling. I think we need one more year for that group to gel. That's all. Okay. Yeah, they've all got to come together because they're all, they're all different styles of players and Cameron needs this year to bring them all together to be all on the same page. And you're patient enough to That's wait, it. are you? Mate, I've been a Bulldog supporter since I was four and I'm 60 now, about to turn 61. So I want well, there to you go. <laughs> Who cares? You know? That's right. Mate, we win wooden spoons, we win grand finals. That's what happens with your club. And you, you, if you walk away from your club, you've got a problem. That's right. All right. What's your point about Luke Brooks, mate? Mate, mate my thing with Brooks is that, one, I'll declare, I'm not a, as I already have, I'm not obviously a Tigers or a Manly supporter, so either way, I don't care. Um, I'm not a Luke Brooks fan. I've declared that before on SEN. Um, but, look, when Brooks came on the market, there, and you like a conspiracy theory, there was never even a word, you know, no breath at all of Wayne Bennett or Bellamy, for argument's sake, either of them saying that there was the slightest interest in him and both clubs could have done with a halfback, especially Redcliffe, right? Yeah. Uh, and if he's a halfback of anywhere near the quality of hypothetically a Nathan Cleary or a Cherry Evans, then why would, it, why would someone of the quality of Bennett not even have said, you know what, I'm interested, what have we got to pay? Mm. Right, it never came up. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so you're right. Yep. And and all last year on SEN, and I listen all year, and you guys know because I've run your show plenty of times. It all year, the one common denominator that often gets talked about is with clubs in the top eight is when player transfers are coming up. What are the quality halfbacks are that are available? And if you're putting him in that top echelon of your top six, and he's on the market, is not every coach looking at him really? Mm. I reckon he really struggled uh, in 2023 with uh, on the attack inside the 20. It was all my and, and, yeah. and I know it's not just he just he just didn't make up the West Tigers, but no. he was in charge of and that of, of the of you know of the attack, and yeah. they just seemed to go nowhere inside the opposition's yeah. 20. Yeah, and I just I don't know has he has he been at the West Tigers too long and lost all his confidence? Mate, well, that's my next point. That was going to be my last point about him. Was again, I'm not going to. Sit, I'm sitting here criticising him, which you know there'll be West Tigers fans wanting to hang him from a tree. But the point is that I would like someone to name me. You know yourself. In my years of football, there's always been watching football. I should say there's always been that one year where there's been a particular player, especially a halfback or a five eight, mm. like a Brett Kenny, or you know that. The club's been so-so, but all of a sudden they go on a run. And, I mean, Jared Haynes at Parramatta that year that Parramatta yep. finished the grand final as an example. Tell me the year Brooks took that club by the throat in the last 10 rounds, absolutely smashed them through. They got to a semi-final and faltered at the last hurdle. To get it to never happened. Final. Just never one happened. year. Yeah, one year. Happened. Yep. No, good point, Roland. Look, let's see how he goes. A new club. He was at the West Tigers, what, 10 seasons? Let's see how he goes Correct. at Manly. You know what? And work playing with DCE, and it hurts me to say this as a Blues supporter, uh, he's very good halfback DCE, and he might pick up, he might learn a bit, continue to learn, and this could be the perfect marriage for him. So good luck to him, and uh, we'll, ma we'll make an opinion after the 2024 season on Luke Brooks. We'll certainly know mate, where he I'll stands. Mate, I promise I'll read about Justin and talk about <laughs> Thanks, Roland. Have a good night, mate. All right, mate. Uh, Jack, you're getting like a, the rest of us, I, mate. You, you, you can't wait for the footy season to come back. Cannot wait one bit. So excited. Um, I hope all teams, 
all teams go well because you know when people talk about teams running last and that, I just on on the NRL support, I just want every team to do well if that makes sense. You want every team in the top eight. <laughs> yeah, I'd love it. I'd love it. I know that won't happen, but you know you never want any team to fail if that makes sense. Who's your team? I'm a Tiger supporter. I try to be anyway. Well, mate. All the off-season chat has been about your team. What have you made of it? I mean, you must be wrapped that Luai is coming in 2025. What What are your thoughts around Benji as coach? How, how do you think he'll go? I think Benji will go go well. I'm, I really like how the board got cleaned out. You know, I think for a long time the Tigers needed a bit of a clean-out and it's happened. And, you know, if we can't get positivity moving forward now, I don't think we ever will. What's your best wish for 2024? Where do you think they'll end up? Oh, look, we finished the top. We, we finished the top eight. We finished eighth. We finished ninth. We finished tenth. At least, you know, it'd be lovely. Better than last, right? Yeah, absolutely. Right, you got to. This is the reason I ran, Justin. Yeah, go for it. I've got a, I've got a, I've got a bit of a problem. I see on social media and you listen on radio, a lot of NRL players now they make you know strong opinions and they get on radio, they get on podcasts and say have a lot of opinions about other players and whatnot in their clubs and stuff. I just think if you, you know, you look at Brendan Smith and a few others, they had, you know, pretty bad starts last year and there's a lot of others. You see, getting on radio and, and podcasts, you know, with them strong opinions, you know, I just don't like it in a way. If they're, you know, they're struggling at their club or they're falling behind, the, you know, falling behind, you know, what gives them the right to bag other players out, if that makes sense? Yeah, no, good point. You know what else I don't like? And Sats and I talk a lot about this off the air, just in, you know, commercial breaks. Now. You know what really annoys me is when the players are dropping the F-bomb all the time on these podcasts. I, it's not – I don't think it's cool. I, I don't know why you have to do no, it. No, it's, it's not. One, one, 100%. You look at that a couple of podcasts that Willie Mason's on, every second word's the F-word. Willie Mason was a wonderful forward. There's no need for him to be swearing to show he's tough. He was a wonderful front rower. Yeah. You know, he's a bit of a – he was a bit, you know, mad, but everyone, I like Willie Mason, a lot yeah. of people don't. I yeah. like Willie Mason. There's no need for every second word to be F. No. If your team's running last or second last and you're on podcast bagging at Nathan Cleary or Jerome Willem around origin form, just leave yeah, it for yeah, you. Know, yeah, don't worry yeah. about what you, worry about, worry about the person who's feeding right. if that makes sense. Fancy bagging Luai or, or Nathan Cleary around their origin form. All right, Jack, uh, good luck with for the West Tigers in 2024, mate. Not long to go until that uh, round zero in Vegas. Thanks for your call tonight. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Cheers. There we go. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. if you want to give us a call. Um, lots of stuff to get to. Now, it wasn't Glennie's best call, Steve. It wasn't. Uh, give, give that caller a prize for mentioning Brett Kenny. No, we're not, we haven't got any Brett Kenny prizes. Rightio, uh, earlier, or not earlier, late last year, um, Sats and I caught up with uh, young Bulldog front rower Maxi King. It was a great chat. Here's how it went down. There's an offload. They're going to go over. Gold Coast. Crash into the end goal. And it is your first NRL try for Max King. Jeez, we've had to go back into the archives uh, to pull out a Max King try when he's back playing for the Goldies. Other try came uh, with the storm. None for the Bulldogs yet, but... Uh, One of the great human beings of rugby league, this young man. Yeah, Max King. Kingy is joining <laughs> us on Sports. Hey, Max, we've got some great questions for you today, mate. Welcome to the show. Hey, boys. G'day, how are you? Thanks for having me on. No, yeah, no, I was... paying attention to that. I would have figured that's from the archives, that one. 
That certainly is from the archives. That's been preserved. That's how old that piece of audio uh, is, mate. So hopefully you'll get your third try and some. It's been a while. It's been a drought between um, tries. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it, it's great in the rugby league community getting behind people like Alex Twile. And, um, yeah, I don't think I'm too far behind him. So um, my grandma actually always texts me and she's always texting me for a bit of pocket money, you know, back in the old days, you know, like, when you're playing up as a kid and you you score a try, you get five bucks or whatever. She's always texting me saying um, the five bucks is there waiting for her, and she's been waiting a couple of seasons now. But um, yeah, mate, I don't think I don't think positionally, I don't think I'm cut out for too much else aside from just yeah in the front row. So it is what it is. I'll just have to keep waiting. That five dollars will come under the salary cap if she does pay it to you. Yeah, she's got winger. He's got winger blood in him because he's got. Of course, his, his grandfather, Johnny King, is one of the famous wingers for the Dragons for a lot of years. I played with his dad, Dave King, at the Gold Coast, one of the funny men of rugby league, Dave King. Now, before we talk about rugby league, Maxi, okay, I want to ask you a serious question. You're about to get married, and I just want to know how you were able to um, entice a young lady who is you are batting so far oh. above every human average that's ever, ever happened. The like, highest in the NRL. Yeah, you know they used to always say a Merrin, Trent Merrin, when he was going out with Sally Fitzgibbon. They're now going to call it yeah, a Max yeah, King. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, over to you. Mate, she's actually standing next to me. I'm glad I, you're not on my own speaker because you're pumping <laughs> her tyres up. Um, oh, what, what pulled her over? I don't know. Nice guys win. Um, <laughs> right? Nice guys win. Yeah, nice guys. You know what? Drawing on the old NRL card, you know, it, it works from time to time. It's just one of the in. We might have to interview her, we actually. actually, actually you know what, to be honest, we met, up, we met up in church, so, yeah, she must have just thought, you know, nice guys in. And I climbed her over the first couple of dates, and, um, yeah, she's been starstruck ever since. I actually said to her, I'm a bit of a, I call myself the snake's venom. Like, if, you, if you're happy with me and, you know, want to snake bite, the venom, you know, it just once I've got you, you, you just you're under the venom, yeah. She's, and and that's how how it's been ever since. She's just yeah, under the venom, and she's she's more she's a happy fiance. The venom. Oh, maybe we should talk to Christy uh, and and talk to her about that venom. We we're just hoping for a really quick answer, but you've managed to milk that for two minutes. It's one of the best answers I've heard. <laughs> it's one of the best answers I've heard. We might get Christy on after this. Actually, ask her a couple of questions. But um, hey, Maxie. Uh, Obviously, known you for a long time, and have loved watching you play, and um, and I've always loved the part of your game, which is your offload. Not a lot of front rowers in the game get the opportunity to offload. I know it's a huge part of your game. Is is Cameron Seraldo? Is he is he the sort of coach that promotes that part of your game? Yeah, he is. Um, and there was one on the weekend that hit, and there was one that didn't hit. You know, and I'm the first one to sort of walk in on Monday. Going, yeah, that's my bad, and stick my hand up. But um, we had like individual reviews and. Um, he actually gave me, even on the weekend, gave me a lot of reassurance. Of, hey, like um, he he backs me in that area, and he's never going to criticise a player. Where you know if, if he if you back yourself with the skill and you know you've got it, and you practice it, train, and just go for it. And obviously things happen on the field that you know you come off and you regret and you wish you didn't throw it or whatever it might be. But it's good to have that reassurance uh, from Ciro, and yeah, he's been uh, it, yeah, it's great to have him in my corner with that. Now, Jacob Preston, I want to ask you a little bit about him. But before I, I get a little bit of background about, I know he's from Sydney and um, 
and played over in the Northern Beaches sort of area around that Wallara area, I think it was. But in saying that, um, did he ever get charged by the match review committee for eye gouging you when you did your eye? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to mention his haircut. Um, <laughs> no, he didn't. The, the eye gouge, no, there, was, there wasn't. A, I came in the sheds and obviously my eyes busted, and the physio's there saying, oh, like making a big deal um, about his finger. And his finger, like, so um, his finger that eye gouged me, he, he ended up dislocating his finger and um, he's got all, he had to get it restitched um, the other day. Again, it's all split um, in, between his, in between two of his knuckles. So oh. his fingers ended up worse than my eyeball. Wow. <laughs> now, Josh Adokar, we love watching him from a fan from the outside. Is he as infectious inside, behind the curtain, Things that we don't see. Is he always like that? Is he, is he always on? He, he's always on. And um, even the last couple of days, like, he's never he's never had an injury. Like, obviously, you know, he's touching this most because it's his bad luck as well. He's never had an injury before. Um, so he's been he's come in, you know, the last couple of days. He's getting treatment and whatnot. And he's always on. And you've seen it. I've seen a different side of him the last couple of days. He's been an absolute punish. I feel sorry for those physios that are in there. He's, um, you know, he's, he's uh, Mrs. at home would be having a handful at the moment. I think he's a bit of a <laughs> uh, princess with his, treat, with his recovery. Um, he's, he's just as loud, but it's just, yeah, in terms of, like, what he's needed and, and, and treatment and whatnot. He's been a punish the last couple of days. He's coming to training. So um, he's great to have. He's great to have in the joint. And, yeah, even in, even through injury and whatnot, it's, I feel like it's still important for him to be coming in and sort of showing that energy at training. Yeah, yeah. Is he refer to himself in the third person a bit? <laughs> he does, yeah. The fox, yeah, the third person, yeah. The, the third, third person fox. He calls himself the fox. That's okay, great. Okay, before we let you go, Maxie, you've been great. Um, We're going to talk to Christy yet, too. Oh, you would th- actually, actually, before we do this, can you throw Christy on, please? Yeah, let me let me choose on loudspeaker. Okay. Oh, so he's got to hear the question. Yeah, 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 yeah. Control. Hello. Hi, Christy. Now you're here with Jason and Sats from Sports Day, and um, I've been fortunate enough hey, to know Maxie ever since he was a teenager. Now, um, congratulations on the um, the upcoming married uh, wedding. Oh, thanks so much. It is all exciting. It honestly is so exciting. Something to look forward to for sure. Okay, can you answer this question about Max? Will he play any role in the planning of the wedding? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, we're getting married in like, it's less than six months, I think, at this point. And as for the planning, um, yeah, not too sure how much planning he'll be doing, but it's going to be this off season. So, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> okay, worst habit. Worst habit? Ooh. He bites his nails, which is so gross. Yeah, yeah. I'm in that category. What is, is he a snorer or a non-snorer? <laughs> oh, well, we don't live together. So, I I mean, oh, oh, my. But the worst thing probably would be, like, he leaves skids on my toilet. That's gross. Oh, that's, that's gold. That's disgusting. <laughs> that's gross. What? Well done. That is well disgusting, as yeah. Sats would say. Yeah. Now, listen. I'm, like, I'm being a bit too busy. Yep. No, we love that. Uh, yeah. And listen, it, it's okay. Uh, just blink twice if you need help because <laughs> we still can't believe he's jagged someone like you. Yeah. You're getting a little bit creepy now, Jason. Hey, mate, right. Okay. Mm. Let's move on then. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Christy. Um, <laughs> one, more, one more thing I want to no, ask. Yes. 
before we before we let you go, another crowd favourite, the Bulldogs, and I love seeing him run out back at the Dogs, Josh Reynolds. We know the crowd love him, the fans love him. What's he like around the club as well? Uh, he's been great. He um, he's, he's such a personality in itself as well. I, I, I didn't realise what a great bloke and a great, like to, a great bloke to be around until he sort of came back in there. Obviously, you see um, his personality on the field. Um, but off it, he's, he's a legend. And he's been great as well. You know, a great, a young, young team, young club, like we're, with, in terms of like the players here. He's been great, you know, sort of refilling a bit of that old dog's passion. Um, mm. And losing Josh Jackson last year, uh, this year, sorry, uh, he, I felt like he was that sort of OG sort of bulldog um, through and through kind of guy. And losing Jacko, we sort of had no one else. You know, there's been some great inclusion. But, like, in terms of um, knowing the area from Belmore and, and that, he's been a great inclusion. And I think, to be honest, I mean, you'd have to speak to, to Gus and that. But, the, like, initially, I think, like, plans-wise, he was just in there, you know, to sort of to be in that, to be a good influence and to sort of share that passion of the club and whatnot. I don't think anyone sort of pictured him playing. And then, um, yeah, he was just training the house down in pre-season and ended up getting that top 30 spot. And, um, yeah, to sort of be playing, you know, in the trials and whatnot, you know, it's, it's cool to sort of run out with him. He's a, he's a calming influence. Uh, Maxi King, we've got a lot of listeners around Newcastle, especially around the the uh, the Maitland district where you're in a, your former West Maitland Wallaroo your junior club and I know your family still live out that way so uh, to all the Novacastrians listening to, um, Maxi King thanks for joining us on Sports Day good on you thanks boys thanks for having me Christy says thanks and um, <laughs> yeah she got me beauty there. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV, captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV, captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. I can't believe we've only got 30 minutes to go left uh, in the show tonight. Welcome back to it. This is Sports Day. Time for a BBL update for twoies. I feel like a twoies or two. Drink responsibly. Before I get to that, Hurricanes are two for 23 of 3.2 overs. Mac Wright, one not out. And Jules just come to the crease. Not a good start. Uh, Benny McDermott and um, Wade back in the pavilion. Hey, uh, just before I get into a BBL, BBL updates, we're talking about um, at the start of the show tonight. And, uh, I'm yeah, I think we're all starting to get sick of it. It, it. We're talking about the whole replacement of Warner and the batting lineup and all that sort of stuff. And I'm all for smudge opening the batting. I've got no issue with that. I just don't think it's a wise move having Green at four. I just don't like, I don't know. For the balance of the team, I'm not sure whether having two uh, all-rounders in the top six is the right way to go with Green's inclusion. Uh, Matt's been on the text. Thanks for your text, Matt. I agree with you, Woogie, about the new challenge. Because my concern is, imagine if we lose two quick early wickets. I don't know if I'm confident with Green walking out to bat if we're two for bugger all. You know what I mean? Not likely to happen against the Windies, let's be honest. But, yeah, it's just, just a concern. It's a, one of those nagging concerns 
Uh, I agree with you. I can't wait to see Smith open. Reckon he would be his, be his worst, uh, own worst enemy in his head waiting at four. Yeah, and I, I, I think um, I think he wants it. I think he wants the challenge. I really do. Yeah, oh, and I think I think in a little way that he's uh, a little bit bored batting at number four. Um, Mike also said, are we messing with the successful 3-0 test series winning batting lineup? We did that without Green. Should have been a simple selector meeting as follows. Agenda item one. Oh, it's been cut off. Oh, here we go. Agenda item one, Warner's retired task. Selector quality, inform, opener. Renshaw, Bancroft or Josh Inglis to replace him. End of selector meeting. I really do. I know we've talked about it um, on various cricket broadcasts, but I like Matty Short too. I hope with his selection in the white ball teams, in the OGI and the T20s, I hope that opens up an opportunity for maybe him to play uh, test cricket. I mean, that's how Warner got his crack, right? Through T20s. I think Matt Short is a quality opening batsman. And if we want to be aggressive still at the top, I reckon you need someone like Matt Short there. I, I'd, I'd still love to see Travis Head there anyway. But uh, thanks for your text on that BBL update. What an innings from Michael Nisa last night. 64, not out from 30 balls. Uh, in the last over, he just went absolutely burko. As Berendorf bowls to Nisa. He hoists this long six. Over backwards square. He just leant back on the back foot, went Wooshka, and in the meantime, brings up his 50. Berendorf falls again, off his pads, over the boundary for six again. Nisa's on fire. Put him up the order. Here we go, we're hoping for a six, and you've got it! You've got it, another six. Over deep mid-wicket for Nisa. What an innings. He finishes 64 not out of 30 balls. And the Heats finish six for 191. Take a bow, Michael Nisa. What a knock. Yeah, he came to the crease about five for 91, and him and Billings put on a great partnership of around 80. But it wasn't just what he did with the bat last night. Uh, and even Daddy Vass was impressed with this. And it takes a lot to impress Daddy Vass. Uh, he took a couple of wickets with the ball, but... This catch he took was an unbelievable catch to get rid of Inglis. Run rate required 11 and a half runs per over. Three for 106, the Scorchers. As Johnson bowls again to Inglis, who gets a hold of this, hits it down to long on. Great catch! Great catch running back. Guess who? Michael Nisa. Is there anything this bloke can't do? Big wicket of Inglis. He goes for 28. The Scorchers fall for 106. That is yeah, the Scorchers were a little bit off last night. Uh, but that bowling attack for the Brisbane Heat is just unbelievable. They've got the right balance, three very good pacemen. They've also got Tall Paul, and then they've got two very good spinners, Kuhneman and Swepson. Uh, they are now through to the qualifier, which is at um, Heritage Bank Stadium on the Gold Coast. I'm hearing the Heat and Queensland Cricket are going to drop about a half a million dollars having to move that game from the Gabba to Heritage Bank Stadium. I think there's about a fifteen, twenty thousand dollars, twenty thousand person crowd at Heritage Bank compared to thirty, thirty-five 
at the Gabba. So that's happening on Friday the 19th. They're just going to wait for their opponent. More than likely, it'll be the Scorchers. Um, they've lost two games this year, though, to Scorchers. They'll play the Heats uh, Saturday in Perth. And then I think they've got the Sixers in their final game. So tonight, as we said, Hurricanes are hosting the Strikers in a crucial game as both sides look to move up the ladder to claim a, uh, a spot in the top four. And... And it's almost it's it's possible. It's very tight at the bottom end of uh, that top four. As I said, they've lost two early wickets uh, already. More of your text me. Oh, by the way, that's a BBL update brought to you by Tui's. I feel like a Tui's or two drink responsibly. Woogie, like you and Sat, so I concur with your sentiments. The Titans for me are also my surprise packer for 2024, an uncompromising pack which can hold their own against the likes of the Panthers and Broncos. Plenty of speed in the outside backs. I believe as soon as they settle on their best spine formation, be it with Campbell or Brimson at one and Boyd Brimson or Weaver joining four in, in the halves, the better and more of a threat the Titans will be. Yeah, but what it happens to, what happens is that they just, they seem, when they lose a gun play, they don't seem to have any depth. I tell you what I'm looking for is Bo for more coming back. He missed the entire season last year. And this kid, this, well, he's not a kid anymore. He can play. He can absolutely play both for more. And, you know, I won't be surprised if he's, he's in an extended squad for Queensland State of Origin. He's a very good player and he'll be back for the start of the season this year. Thanks for your text, Daniel from Perrywood. Updated score, by the way, some breaking news. John Millman has failed to qualify for the Oz Open after going down to Alex Malkin in straight sets 4-6, or losing 4-6, 3-6. Uh, and Daria... Dasha has moved into the semi-finals of the Hobart International. She's come back from one set down to win her game. Daddy Vass, seriously, Luke Brooks improving Manly. That's the funniest thing I've heard. He is a money thief. Well, that's a bit harsh. Thank God he's not at the Tigers anymore. Tiger Davo, not a big fan of Luke Brooks. Oh, look, I spoke to a caller about it before, Davo. Let's see how he goes. Fresh start in Manly. Let's see how he goes. Good evening, Woogie and Vass. I think it's too early to predict top eight. I'll have more of a vibe after trials when I see attack and defensive structures. Cheers, Mickey G from Woodbury. Mickey, how's your – you hurt your leg, didn't you? I saw a photo on social media. What would you do to your leg, mate? I hope you're able to drive the buses okay. Mark uh, has texted, geez, after all that positive talk about Demonur, uh doing well, that's a tough draw. Yeah, it is, but you've got to beat – what's the old cliche saying? You've got to beat the best to be the best. Anyway, yeah, it's going to be a tough draw. And the Oz Open kicking off Sunday night. You can hear all the action on SCN. Uh, Melbourne Hipster says, I'm 100% certain the Melbourne Victory League will win the Super Rugby flag this year in NRL Cup. <laughs> yeah, nice work. Hurricanes, two for 37 after six overs. That's an update on the BBL break time. When we come back, Simon Orchard's back for 2024. He's got some tips for some big uh, greyhound racing in New South Wales. We'll get to that next here on Sports Day. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. World Gym Australia, improving lives through fitness. 
This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Jason Matthews here tonight. Sat's back on Monday night. He's What has he had? Three, four weeks off. Unbelievable. Not everyone works all over Christmas and works hard. Thedogs.com.au, home of Greyhound Races. Chances are you're about to lose. We get to say Happy New Year to Simon Orchard. G'day, Simon. Yeah, g'day, Jase. Happy New Year to the listeners out there. Merry Christmas. It feels like uh, a long time ago, mate, that I was just wading through that awkward period between Christmas and New Year's where no one knows what day it is, what time it is, <laughs> where you're meant to be, or what's going on. You just reach for the nearest beverage and hope yep. that there's some sport on the telly. So, oh, mate, take me back, eh? Only, what, 360 days ago. I know. Next and, year. and, mate, there's been plenty of sport on, on TV. There's still been plenty of greyhound racing uh, as well. And this weekend is a massive one at Wendy Park. Group 1 heats for the Paws of Thunder. I feel like we only had the Paws of Thunder recently and the National Derby. <laughs> yeah, the Paws of Thunder was held last year around this time. So it has been uh, the best part of a year since we celebrated. It, it seems like a long time ago because the winner was She's a Pearl. Yes. Day. So for, for everyone uh, listening out there, She's a Pearl's fairly long retired now. She retired about midway through last year, but she was the winner of the race uh, 12 months ago. The National Futurity and the National Derby, they're age-restricted races. So the Derby's for the boys, the Futurity's for the girls. They've got to be born at a certain date. So I really like these races. Anyone who's a thoroughbred fan or a greyhound fan, if you go through the history books, you either find some of the stars of the future or potential stud careers for especially the boys after they win a race like this. So look, prize money... 75 grand, it's not the biggest race we've got. Of course, we race for a million bucks, 500 grand in the 715 uh, these days. But the prestige, the history of the race, it means a lot to a lot of people. And it's a traditionalist race, the Derby and the Futurity. And the Paws of Thunder, it's our headline group one act alongside it. So the free-for-all dogs will go around in that on Saturday night. Uh, and on Friday night, tomorrow, I will be there trackside to get all the action and reaction from our Derby and Futurity heats. And we should just say, uh, uh, it's been a year since the last Futurity, obviously, but last year it was won by Windra All Class. And it was honestly, Jace, the moment of the year for us. Sue Barton, uh, who owned the dog, has since passed away. She was suffering from terminal brain cancer. And for Windra All Class to get up and win that race, we followed the dog and we followed the owners, Brian and Sue, through that journey. Uh, it's going to be really hard to top, but they're the sort of memories that we're looking to hopefully recreate for some lucky winners in the next couple of weeks. So a lot to happen. Um, if you want to have a bet, there's a couple of good ones to bet on tomorrow night. Uh, race two, number one, good odds, Cobber in the Derby Heats. He comes out of the Gosford Gold Cup. He won that a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he's, a, he's trained by Frankie Hurst, who's a million-dollar chase winner. He's a really good dog on the rise. So race two, number one, good odds, Cobber, the best bet in the Derby Heats. And race 10, number five, Dipping Teresa, the best in the Futurity. This, uh, this girl is a sister to the dog named Zipping Megatron, who's an absolute star in the making, but Zipping Teresa just flying under the radar. So 2-1, good odds, Cobber. 10-5, Zipping Teresa tomorrow. If you want a best bet on Saturday, race five, number four, Mortified. And race seven, number eight, Nanga Larry Looms is the best bet on Saturday around the state. Rightio, Simon. Uh, did uh, the people's champion, Fat Pizza, uh, <laughs> enjoy a good Christmas as well? I'm, I'm looking for form here and hasn't raced since uh, early December. No, it hasn't raced since early December, but big news for the partners out here there. Fat go. Pizza is back. 
going around uh, at Richmond. I think it's on Sunday, the 15th of Jan. Uh, he goes around race two, box four, probably not his box, but let's be honest, 94 <laughs> starts in and zero wins. <laughs> I don't think he could start 100 metres ahead yeah. and he might not be able to get him up. But hey, we're, this is going to be one of the stories of the year. We're going to hopefully get to 100 races without a win and then onwards and upwards towards the record for Fat Pizza, the people's dog, the, sh- uh, the dog of the show, and uh, Nick Kilner and Fat Peter, we've loved following them for the last 12 months. I'm expecting, and we didn't get it, and I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit annoyed with Nick Kilner. I wanted a, a Christmas photo uh, with Nick dressed up as Santa Claus <laughs> and Fat Pizza sitting on his lap, but we didn't get anything like that for Christmas. Uh, no, I guarantee if he's listening tonight, he will inundate my phone <laughs> with photos <laughs> over the next 24 hours. And look, I should just make mention, we've got all these Group 1 races. Unfortunately, Fat Pizza didn't get the invite uh, to the Balls of Thunder, <laughs> the Futurity or the Derby. Yeah. But uh, this could be his year, Jake. Yep, who knows? it could be. You never know. Might crack that first win. And who knows what happens after that. Thedogs.com.au, the home of everything Greyhound Racing in New South Wales. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org. Dot au Simon, great to have you back this year, mate. We'll talk to you next week. Looking forward to it. Hear it. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We're just about to pack up our belongings and get out of here very shortly. I just... Uh, Got an eye on the Hurricanes uh, versus the Strikers at the moment. And we've got Mac Wright, 26 off 20 balls. Just hit a massive six. Jewel, 18, not out. The Hurricanes are two for 68 at the end of 10 overs now. The innings break. Slow start for them at Blunston Arena in Hobart. Adelaide Striker. Both these teams would like a win. Would love a win uh, to keep in touch with uh, that top four. How good's the Big Bash been this year? Is it just me or have you have you really enjoyed it? Oh, I've loved it. I think all the games have been outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. 280 sent us a text. What about the late night, early morning finishing? Yeah, at the, you're talking about the Oz Open, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah, I know. So starting a day early, does that, that might help with the first round? Mark says, well, yeah. Love the show every day when you get a league person on to talk and ask about the West Tigers. Can you ask them what they think of Aiden Caesar as a player, how he's going to lead a team around the park? I don't know if he's a bit of a journeyman now, Aiden Caesar. He's been, he's been in Canberra. He's been at the Titans, the West Tigers now. I don't know if he's the right person to lead the team around the park. I'll ask Sats on Monday. Let's put that one on hold. G'day, Jace. I think the surprise packet could be the club... Hasler left and not the club he went to and think the Tigers to improve as well. I'm sorry I selected two clubs instead of one, but it's Seagulls and Tigers for me. That's Simon from Valgani. That's all right, mate. You can have uh, more than one opinion. Uh, This is from 955. Dragons to win the wooden spoon. Oh, you're going to get man boobs upset about this one. And up the chooks, Rooster Row. Dragons to win the wooden spoon, up the chooks. Okay, that's not my opinion. That is that uh, from Rooster Row. Daniel from uh, Prairie Road. Woogie, another surprise packet in 2024. Daddy Vass 
shocking us all and becoming a Bronco member. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to happen. With, um, are, are you going? You're going to do it, aren't you, Daddy? By when? By the twenty second. For some some reason, he's worried about Rat. He's not worried about myself or Sats or or you, listener. He's more worried about what Rat thinks. I don't think Rat gives a stuff, to be honest. But anyway, you heard it here first. Daddy Vass is going to be a member of the Bronco. He's only buying a four-game membership. That's fine. It doesn't matter. As long as you're a financial member, it doesn't matter. But he's whinging about going to those four games (laughs) that he's going to buy. I want, do you get to choose your games? Oh, that's all right. A quick community update for Firecoat before we go. Be alert and prepared this bushfire season. There's no current bushfire warnings in place across New South Wales. Please remember that every home needs a bushfire survival plan this summer. Are you going to pick the Rabbitohs game? I'll go with you. Yeah, all right, we'll do that. Oh, there you go. And take his grandfather as well. He can drive us. Stay up to date on all bushfire warnings online with New South Wales Rural Fire Service. Visit rfs.newsouthwales.gov.au. This community updates thanks to the new fire coat, the first paint proven to protect property in high-risk fire conditions. I can't believe it's only a few more days till the notorious laugh, laugh, last laugh, I should say, completely ruins my life for another year. I should have cherished these last couple of weeks a bit more. Stay from Dubbo. That's rough. That's a bit rough on on Satsi. Yeah, Satsi will be back um, on Monday night with the last laugh. It's making a big return, a massive return. All right, we're going to go. That is the end of Sports Day for, well, another week for us. It's a Monday to Thursday gig. Uh, Off the bench, we'll be on your radio over the weekend as we look at the best bits from uh, this week. And again, a lot of it controlled by the cricket. Before we go, a big bash score updates. The Hurricanes after 10.3 overs are two for 73. Jewel is getting a move. Oh, sorry, Mac Wright is getting a move on. I love this player. 32 off 23 balls. Jewel, 19 off 21. Projected score at this stage is 137. Enjoy the rest of your week. We'll be back Monday night with Sats and myself for Sports Day. Catch you then. Good night.